0: Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and ninety-four-three, the game is gonna get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety-four-three, the game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
1: It's uh, great to be with you. Patrick Johnson uh, back. Thanks to Ben yesterday. Hey, Ben. Ben Byram and uh, our staff have been doing a uh, fabulous job. Uh, really all, well, for many, 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 many months. I was thinking about this today. We really, uh, Benjamin, have not had uh, you know like a huge break. We got a little bit, you know, a little bit of time off here and there, you know, last year. And then, you know, the holidays, but we had to keep going because we were updating the folks on the COVID. And then, you know, we hit the ground running with football and we did a great job. And then we, you know, got through basketball season, got through the holidays, and then we get into high school basketball or football starting. And we, you know, had big productions with that. And we had baseball. You've become a big part of their baseball coverage. And, uh, you know, I had other assignments in addition to all the other stuff, this show and everything. And I think I've worn myself ragged because I have no voice <laughs> almost. Right? I think that's what this is. I think I'm a little t- I think I'm a little fatigued, Ben. I might have hit the wall. Absolutely horrendous. I'm feeling that way the last few days. <clears throat> now I'm going to sound okay at times, and I'm going to sound pretty bad at times. But uh, I've got a little don't don't have the Rona. Had the shot and all that. Didn't think I had the Rona, but I got it confirmed.
2: It's said it's gotten to the point where if somebody gets sick they you got they obviously have the rona. Well, you don't want to give your wife the rona. That'd
1: be a bad, you know. Yeah. I I, I know so I know a few cases where that's happened. You don't want to give your spouse the rona. That because that that could take a situation that's, Then
2: you're stuck with them. Can't go say, nowhere.
1: <laughs> that could take a situation that's testy and make it testier, Ben. But um anyway, great job uh yesterday filling in. I really appreciate you doing that. You do no a, lot problem. a lot of fun. Here. Well, you do a fantastic job. And uh, I might just uh, take off the rest of the week with sick leave. I don't know. Oh, but, but we're, we're, <laughs> don't. Make me laugh. I'm, I'm like my aunt Emma. God breast her soul when I start. She'd start smoking. She was two, and she'd laugh and she'd start coughing up a lung. So that's you know. Aunt Emma talk like Uh-oh. this. Yeah. Aunt Emma. and Emma was putting money on the ponies and football games before that stuff was in vogue.
2: She was running the numbers.
1: She was in the midst of all that before that was in vogue back in Detroit. Hey, uh, it's uh, nice to be with you here. Congratulations uh, to the Pirates. I know a lot's been said, obviously, since Sunday. Uh, You got home, what, 2 a.m. Sunday morning?
2: Yeah, 2 a.m. It was pretty late. Threw off my whole sleep schedule there.
1: Oh, I thought you were just turning (laughs) in around that time. Don't lie. Don't lie to yourself uh, about yourself. We
2: know what you're up to. Nah, nah, come on now. I'm a responsible young man.
1: You are. Cliff Godwin uh, and players just spoke to the media. We'll have some of uh, Cliff's audio for you. We'll get some of the Connor Norby and... Gavin Williams cuts uh, tomorrow. The big take out of that, in my mind, is as of now, Cliff Godwin has not made up his mind who he's going to
2: start in game one. I think the answer is pretty obvious, but I guess people feel otherwise. Well, okay, what, who do you think should start in game one? I say you pitch your best, your best starter game one. Right. I mean, Gavin's got to be the guy, especially against Vanderbilt.
1: I agree with you. Now, I talked to Brian North today, who's a big fancy news anchor now. But we were talking a little bit about this, and North said uh, he'd go whiz and hunt Gavin.
2: Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued.
1: Well, I'm a little intrigued by that too. I guess wh- I guess North, who has apparently watched uh, Lighter pitch a few times this year, feels like that that could be a better matchup for the Pirates with Gavin on the mound. And you know, look, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about uh, Vanderbilt other than what we've yeah, read. <laughs> what we, I mean, yeah, I- I've not watched Lighter pitch. We've watched. Rocker pitch.
2: We're not watching Vanderbilt baseball.
1: Rocker's a hell of a, I mean, Rocker's the
2: truth. That's one of the best duos in the country there, pitching duos. Clearly it
1: is, and I think ECU's is pretty formidable, but my argument is, in your vein, I think the Pirates' best chance to win game one against uh, Rocker is, is Gavin Williams on the mound. That decision has not been made yet. Cliff did say, Coach Godwin did say, that he'll start one of those games, obviously. You know, both teams are record wise are about the same. Yeah. Certainly Vanderbilt pl- has played in the SEC, which is I
2: mean, we say different well, All, le- yeah, we, different could level say all we want about the American USF <laughs>
1: They're well, coming look, up. They're they're in they're in the super regional, right?
2: The American, they got all their uh they got all their players still in the tournament. Well,
1: look, something to be said about that, right? Just one loss between the two, right? But I mean, let's be honest. The SEC is a whole new, is a whole oh, different yeah. animal when it comes to baseball. Uh, this is and look, Cliff Godwin knows this could be a tough, tough deal. I'd forgotten Cliff had worked there. Cliff, yeah, has he's, he's been in a lot of different. Cliff places. has worked in a lot of different places. He's been to. He's been at Ole Miss. He was at Notre Dame. He's at Central Florida. I'm sure I'm leaving some out. Uh, but he was he, Cliff was a lot of places before he came to ECU. And uh, I'd forget you kind of got his start there and then I forgot he went out to Vanderbilt for a year as the d up so <clears throat> that is um uh there's a history there and Cliff knows the program and, and knows their head coach uh but this is obviously a different a different animal altogether uh this is a great team and and look you see you on paper uh you see you if, if you're making odds as the underdog I don't think there's but I don't think I, I don't think the pirates would have it any other way. That's that's the old anytime anywhere mentality. That's the way we are. So I I feel good about that spot. I think Coach Godwin feels good about the spot they're in, and uh, you just go and put your best foot forward. I think Gavin Williams gives you the best chance to win the first game.
2: Yeah, and uh, looking at their pitching, obviously they got one of the better pitching duos in the country, but. Uh, Obviously, you want to win the first two games, but if you can stick it out and get to a game three, I like our chances.
1: Well, I'll say this. Both teams are similar in that they have two very good one and twos.
2: And the rest is kind of shaky.
1: And, well, neither team has a defined number three three starter. And does that? how does that – we'll talk more about this as we get closer in the week, but is that going to be one of the big – Things to watch in this. Does ECU get a favor there? Because you know you can't start Manning and you know what you're going to get. You, you could start Tyler Smith, and you know what you're going to get. Uh, Helmet. Start Matt Bridges at this point. What did Matt? He got a win. He's a gangster. He had a I like win. Matt Bridges. He had a save and he had a tackle. Did it all. He had a tackle in the game. It's a Matt Bridges hat trick right there. It was. That's the Matt Bridges that'll be forever known as the Bridges hat trick. If you uh, in a series get a win, a save, and a tackle when running the guy down at first base. Uh, okay so tomorrow the pirates are leaving Clark LeClaire Stadium at 11:30. Uh that'll be the send off tomorrow. <coughs> I'm going to drive you crazy with the cough button today. I'm I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm just uh I have
3: uh need my life together.
1: I I, I I need to get more This isn't my fault. I'm just I'm sick. But um yeah, I, I this is uh, this is the most I've talked in three days, so I I could feel it becoming a problem. So get, get get yourself ready, Ben. You may have to drive this pu- this puppy home. Uh, I'm ready. You may have to, <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, so tomorrow, eleven thirty, a send off from Clark LeClaire as uh, the Pirates will head out to Nashville uh, for the uh, series. Uh, the times were announced in case you uh, missed that this morning. Pretty odd times. Well, those were the times a couple years ago against Louisville. Those weren't friendly times a couple of years ago, but, um,
2: had some weather delays in that, uh, in that series,
1: uh, pirates would have, would have liked to have had that series, uh, totally delayed the way it ended up, <laughs> but, uh, noon on Friday. So that means we'll have a show after the game, uh, here on uh, 943 94, three, the game, uh, Saturday at noon. And then Sunday, if necessary, a three o'clock first pitch, uh, we, of course, want you to listen here on 94.3 The Game, but if you are not, uh, you have noon, ESPN2 Friday, also on The Deuce on uh, Saturday, and then uh, either The Deuce or The U on uh, Sunday. Let's hope it does not get to Sunday, but uh, I think if the Pirates win, this thing may have to go three games. And uh, look, uh, Connor Norby said something very interesting in his remarks to the media a few minutes ago. And that is, we're we have to come through the front door if we're going to Omaha. You're not going to back door your way in, yeah. or you know, you're not pulling a uh, a McCoy, a uh, uh, what is his name, uh, the golfer,
2: John Rom? No, not
1: John Rom. No, no, no. I had guy, to hit the door. Uh, Mick, yeah, that's that's a hit the door. Uh, who is he? Mickelson. M- no, not Mickelson. The other Mick. Uh, Mick.
2: Boy, uh, McElroy. 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 Yeah. I don't know. Why I said McCrory. McElroy. If you're,
1: uh, we're not. You're, you're,
2: hey, you know I'm not the biggest golf guy, so I had to run through the names there. You, you, you should be look, pretty impressed. Ben, I, I'm I'm hopped up on cough beds but look, let me tell you
1: this. Uh, point is, pirates are going to have to earn it if they're going to go. This is not you don't backdoor your way in like Rory McIlroy on a uh, top ten in a golf tournament. Oh, that was that was a rim shot right there. But that's okay. That's fine. I didn't get it. I, I didn't it's as poorly as i delivered it i do not deserve <laughs> any sort of rim shot for for that uh yeah the john rom thing how about that <coughs> excuse
2: me the, he had uh, like a four shot lead didn't he
1: six shot lead wow and you know 1.2 1.3 million dollars out the window
2: betty he wish you he would have gotten his test well I, I, it's a personal decision i'm not well i think you, you mean the, the, the shots the covid test yeah, yeah. or i mean yeah the shots well, again, I think that comes up
1: to whatever you... I mean, that's your own decision. But yeah. the biggest reason I got it because I needed to be able to work and make money. And, oh, yeah. And if you're going to make money... Well, he needs to work and make money. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> if I, it, and I'm not making anywhere near the money that uh, Ron was potentially going to make. So if I could make a million bucks, I'd, I'd, I'd have done the shot naked on national television if that's yeah. what it required. But, you know... to. Boy, that's just tough. It's but then you know the, the shots aren't as available overseas as they are here in some cases. Yeah,
2: so it's he went from number one to a WD next to his name.
1: Uh, it's it, boy, and it was so tough to watch on television. It really was. Um, did you talk any about your Carolina Hurricanes yesterday? I
2: did not. Where's the was, Joe
1: Dooley for those guys?
2: Absolutely horrendous. Those guys. Oh gosh.
1: So. Between, but very little time I was actually awake over the weekend. Um, I did see where your Carolina hurricanes were up four to two. And then Woo! I checked later on and what happened?
2: Got beat six to four I quickly fell apart. What happened? I don't know. Maybe I had something to do with it. I tuned in. They scored four, four goals in a period. And then I, I left and, and you got saw they lost cocky. six to four. You so. got all cocky, didn't you? I did. I know I Hey, I think they're going to win the game tonight, at the very least. Do you feel like they will? I don't know if they'll win the series, but they'll no, win there's the game no way tonight. they're
1: going to win the series. Have they announced who they're starting in goal yet?
2: No, but I think it's beating Nendelkovich. Nendelkovich okay. is going to be your safest bet. Okay. Mrazzik did not look good. No dazzle. No, certainly not. Um, so we'll see. Defense has really killed us. Defense has been the biggest problem. You know, it
1: wasn't the, the, earlier in the series, and I think last round, there were issues scoring. That's not been the case here. Nope. It's just been... Defense. Stopping, but, but look, the Bolts are good.
2: The Lightning are good. Yeah, All best right. goal in the league. Best players in the league.
1: We've got uh, a trip telephonically out to Eugene, Oregon coming up. Uh, Kirk Kraft is the coach of the uh, ECU track and field team. They've got a couple of kids competing in the uh, individuals in the NCAA tournament starting tomorrow with the hammer throw. So we'll bet in with hammer time for uh, Coach Kraft. Uh, mark that one down, Ben. That's uh, one of the smart, smart programming decisions, the many that are made here on the PJ show. There we go. Uh, so we'll talk to Coach Kraft about that live from Eugene, Oregon.
2: Uh, Bethany Bradshaw. Oh, be, he's fading. <clears throat> Bethany
1: Bradshaw will be with us uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, in fact, on the other side of this break, Bethany has, uh, of course, the book out about the big rock from last year. So this is kind of a second launch of that. She's going to be at the Big Rock next week. We'll be checking in with her and others there. And, uh, of course, we'll talk to her a little bit about uh, her book on the uh, great George Whitfield. So, uh, Bethany Bradshaw will join us telephonically coming up on the other side. And uh, you want to do Bojangles today?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's Bo time.
1: Why don't you tell the folks uh, what number to, to call and uh, who they will be caller-wise?
2: What do you want to do? Caller number five Coach LeClaire. All right. Two-three. Two-three. It up, it's five. Add
1: it up, it's five. Didn't know where you were going there. I figured it out now. So Caller 5, 252-561-GAME, two, five, two, five, 252-561-4263. Two, five, two, five, if you will uh, hop on the line, you will win a Bojangles gift card. If you're Caller 5, uh, we'll do that. Then we'll talk Bethany Bradshaw after uh, this time out on The Patrick Johnson Show.
0: Online or on the go. Love it. Log on to our brand new website, 94.3thegame.com to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. (laughs) Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. We had one of those uh, regional
1: rain showers just just popped up out of nowhere and rained all over Greenville and blew out of here. Uh, Looking at a uh, low tonight, if you want to call it a low of 72, 30% chance of rain. Uh, Tomorrow, 60% chance of rain and a high of 86. Thursday, 50-50 shot at rain. Hope it stays away as we're going to have our concert on The Common debuting. Night Years will be the uh, band. Uh, 6 o'clock, Town Common, uh, the uh, amphitheater. All right, uh, Pirate Al was our uh, big winner. He's on the phone here. He gets him a uh, Bojangles gift card. How are you, buddy?
4: Uh, right now, after uh, after late Sunday night, Monday morning, I could, things get could be any better. Have you
1: recovered? Right. Have you gotten back on track, sleep-wise and all that?
4: Um I'm still riding, still, still riding, riding the high? high, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finally got my feet back on the ground, and and I'm h- hitting to Nashville uh, Friday. So okay, I can't wait,
1: all right, good, 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 good. Well, that's awesome, that's awesome. Uh, well, that that is great. Well, we uh, you we may be catch up with you out there because we'll be on after the game, and uh, we might need to might need to have a, a man on the scene to talk about uh, the pirate winning game one. So. We uh, keep that in the back of your mind, pirate. Now <laughs> yeah. that might earn you some more bojangles. Who knows? That might earn you some more bojangles. Look, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I
4: will definitely come through for you. I'll be there.
1: All right. So you know, Cliff was asked today, "Is this the team that can make it to Omaha?" And he had a really good, poignant answer about that. And I don't know if we'll get to it today. If not, we'll get to it tomorrow. But you know, I, oh, he 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 told a story about. Omaha is an attitude. It's not a destination. And I think that's what we have with this program right now. Do you agree with that, Pyronel?
4: I agree. I mean, it's, it's every, you got to work for it every day. It's not something that just pops up at the end of the year and you strive for it. So it's a 365 days a, days a year. Uh, to, to your goal is to play uh, for the, all the marbles in Omaha. And it's a mindset. It, you know, it's not just it's a destination. You've got to work for it on a daily basis. And I think our program has been doing that for the last three or
1: four years. I also took it as I think this is a championship level program. I mean, this is a, th- we are the big dogs. We are among them in college baseball. That's how I kind of took it. That's, that's, we put the work in, as you said. You strive for that. But in, in my mind, this is a team that, uh, in a program that is a championship level program. That's kind of how I took it. Do you, do you, I mean, do you, is that how you kind of think of our baseball program?
4: Yes, I, I agree. I think we're a legit top 20 program. And I think we've proven that over the last four or five years, which means if you're, if you're year in, year out, your top 20 program, then you're going to have a shot of going to regionals, hosting regionals, going to super regionals, hosting super regionals and making it to play for all the marbles in Omaha. So yeah, I would say we're definitely a top 20 program for, without a doubt.
1: Well, good luck and safe travels, uh, you know, heading out to Nashville and, uh, if you see that Whistler guy, I don't, we, I don't know what we got to do to shut him up.
2: Do us some favors.
1: Figure it out. How about if I give? How about if I give him one of those uh, Cold Stone stunners and shut him up? How would you like that? If you did it, Pirate Al, it would be a Cold Stone stunner. I hate the. To... Hey, have you watched any of the? Uh, we got to get to Bethany Bradshaw here, but have you have you watched any of the A uh, and E stuff? The uh, biographies they've been doing on the. Yes.
4: Uh... Yeah. Yes. They're, yeah. I've seen a couple of them. I haven't seen them all yet. But... It, it did, I think they did a great job with them. There to have. plus uh, Dark Side of the Ring. That's yeah. really cool too.
1: Dark Side of the. I mean, it, Ben and I have talked about it before. Like wrestling culture is hot, but like the actual wrestling stinks right now. Uh, you know, that, it,
4: it does. I, I, I'm an old school guy. I like it from the 80s and 90s. Uh, that's kind of the when I grew up. That's when I was watching it. You know, mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling and the, yeah. the old school when it was when it was when it was kayfabe and. Uh, and uh, you know you had people out there; that they actually believed it was a real
1: deal. So let me get—I don't know if you listen to podcasts, and you may listen to this already, but you should listen to the Jim Cornette podcast. If if you're driving to Nashville, you should definitely listen to it because you'll need. They're about three hours apiece, well, and and they're and it's worth listening. Well, to.
4: Pat, oh, I know, Patrick. I used to. If he would stick with wrestling. Oh, you got bad when, when he started talking. Oh, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Well, he gets on these political, yeah, changes, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't take it anymore. He's just. He's just. He's a, He's a lunatic when it comes to that, but I mean, that's my opinion. Well, he's just—he's way out there,
1: man. A lot of them are. A lot of them are, Pirate Al. No, you're right. That's a good call. Yeah, the yeah. Cordell thinks great when he's talking wrestling, but when he gets onto to politics, yes. it, it's a bit much. Yes. All right. Hey, have a safe trip, and uh, we'll talk to you. Thanks for calling in and listening, as always. Good to talk to you. You too, Patrick. Take care, buddy. All right, there he goes, the great Pirate L uh, We didn't confirm if CJ the Pirate's going out there. Can you work on that, Ben? See if CJ- I,
2: I don't think CJ's going.
1: Is CJ not going? <laughs> CJ's, you know cj's a little bit of a front runner but i i don't know if this is front runnery enough for cj to 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 go i could see cj appearing in omaha that's he'd have a little kind of uh showing up in Omaha about him i think with cj the pirate that's that's what i believe would happen there this is this the work still has to be put in in this round but, but omaha is where you kind of go and you get the stake and you know, so that's that's when uh, he will show up. Uh, in case you missed it, uh, noon will be the game time for Game 1 on uh, Friday. Uh, you see you in Vanderbilt, defending national champs. And uh, that will be a 12 noon start, I uh, believe 11.45 airtime. One of the people who is out uh, in the jungle, not going to lie, I was a little shocked, Bethany Bradshaw, famed author, and uh, she joins us here on the uh, phone to talk about the Big Rock and Pirate Baseball and everything else going on. Hey, Bethany.
5: Hey, you were shocked?
1: I was a little shocked. I, I, you, you, struck, you struck me as a cheer back. But, uh, and I don't no. mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I was, no,
5: I love the jungle. I was, oh, was pleasantly so, was surprised to
1: see you in the jungle. Let me just say that. I was
5: pleasantly surprised. Well, I, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or what, but it, it's my favorite place to watch. It's fantastic. Yeah. It it
1: it's like the bleachers at Wrigley in a way, isn't it? The old days. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. A lot of
5: my friends watch out there, so it's a whole community. A lot of my friends' kids are hanging over the fence, standing on the benches. It's it's just the best.
1: What an atmosphere, right? I mean, unbelievable yeah. stuff. <laughs>
5: And you just have to decide that you're going to look between people's heads and try to catch a glimpse (laughs) of the batter. Like, you know, it's a decision you make. My husband actually had a seat in the seat backs. He had a great seat someone had given him, so I went over there a couple times. Okay. So Uh, I did, you know, refresh my memory of what it was like to actually see the game, but then I just wanted to get back to the jungle. I'm going to be honest.
1: Well, it's the atmosphere and uh, the food. It is. And if you're so inclined, the beverages. So that's, uh, you know. The
5: shade the breeze yeah yeah it's
1: fantastic. Yeah, yeah no it's a, it was a good time uh, i look like uh look like it was a fabulous time um so we got the big rock coming up but i want to i want to promote a couple of things uh of course uh, the big rock inside the high stakes hunt for the elusive million dollar marlin is a uh, Bethany bradshaw That's the one. book that came out a uh, little more than a year ago so this is the second launch of that book in a sense uh, there are several, right. we'll are,
5: call that, the, we'll call last year, the soft
1: launch last, last year was a soft launch and, uh, yeah. Amazon, you can get it there, Bethany's website, or if you want to reach out to Bethany on, uh, social media, she'll get you a copy. Uh, of course there's always Absolutely. the, uh, coaching third, the Keith LeClaire story to stick with pirate baseball. And then we talked to you a few weeks ago at the George Whitfield event, covering all the bases, George Whitfield's extraordinary life in baseball. Uh, and I gave that a little plug on uh, the end-of-the-season telecast uh, for ESPN+. Plus. Oh, I didn't know if you knew that. I gave you a little plug on TV. So
5: Hey, uh, thank you very much. Uh, we mentioned I've had it. so much good response to that book. Georgia's story is amazing. So it's been really fun to hear from people who've read it.
1: Is he going to Omaha next week regardless?
5: Uh, yes. He was already planning to go to Omaha well before even the regional happened. Right, because right. he, I think he's been 14 times.
1: He's like a legend. He walks in the building and they like clear seats for him and he sits in the by. I swear to That's you, right. I've had people go he on this always trip with him. sits
5: behind home plate and, yeah. and you can see him on television. I mean, and, and there's a story in the book where yeah. a friend of his who usually goes with him said, We finally, his phone has to die. So he'll start talking to us and dialing in because all these people call him because they see him on TV. And they go, Is that Coach Witt? And then they call and you can, if you see him on TV, look for him on the phone because somebody's calling him.
1: Somebody's so, calling him to talk yeah. to him, aren't they? You know, what amazed me when I talked to him a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, and it's not that he's in bad physical health at all, he, he, he you know, maybe he's not quite uh, as fleet of foot as he was a few years ago, uh, but he still gets around very well, but he's so sharp. that That's what amazes me oh, is how sharp he still is. Gosh.
5: Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I actually co-spoke with him at the uh, Kinston Rotary Club in your hometown mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was amazing. He was discussing, you know, suicide squeeze strategy with the crowd, and I mean, it, it just—he's forgotten more baseball than any of us have ever known, and he—he he just has a command of the game and of everywhere he's been and all the people he's coached, and
1: it's, yeah, it, it's extraordinary. He's uh, no, a rem- and, a, and a heck of a nice guy. I mean, what a gentleman uh, he is, and yeah. uh, loves loves young people. I mean, just you—you could tell loves to to teach. The game, but also teach life to young people, and th- and that's that that is beamed through in the twenty some odd years I've known him.
5: Mm, no doubt. Yeah.
1: So that book is available as well, covering all the bases. George Whitfield's extraordinary life in baseball. Uh, the Big Rock is next week. You're going to be down there during the week.
5: I am. I'll be down there. Let me say this first. I'm actually going to be at Barnes and Noble here in Greenville on Saturday. Okay. Um, for kind of a Father's Day book signing, I'll have the new George Whitfield book, Big Rock. Coaching Third, Dixie Classic, and Bones McKinney. All those books we have restocked. And it's from 2 to 5 at Barnes & Noble. So if people need Father's Day gifts, before I take off for the Crystal Coast, come on by and see me.
1: And that's Saturday uh, here at Greville, Barnes & Noble, right? Saturday. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Make sure we mention that again, and we'll make sure we mention that a few times uh, throughout the week uh, as well. Uh, So Bethany will go out and personalize these for you, so that's a great place to go and get them. Uh, The Big Rock book, as we said last year, it kind of launched and it was the um, uh, soft launch, if you will. I mean, they still had the event last year and it was much valued because MJ was down there. But uh, if you had to if you had to write uh, an extra chapter to your book about last year, I guess it would be on Michael Jordan kind of being down there because that kind of took over the whole thing in a way.
5: It sure did. Yes, and he's he's going to be back. I mean, it's official that he's registered. So, wow. we'll get to see if, you know, he I believe he was 10th on the leaderboard last year because he did catch a marlin big enough to be weighed, which people I got tickled because there was someone on Twitter saying, "Oh, Michael Jordan got 10th," like it was so bad. And I said there were 200 boats entered, right. and most boats don't hook a marlin large enough to bring to the way station. You know, it has to be a, over 400 pounds or you'll be penalized. So it was just a lack of understanding. But as we all know, you know, he doesn't take losing in anything lightly. And so he'll be coming back raring to go, I have a feeling, with wow. his crew. That's
1: pretty interesting. Uh, Bethany Bradshaw, the book last year, and it's available now The Big Rock Inside the High Stakes Hunt for the Elusive Million Dollar Marlin. Um, if, if in case you missed the interview last year, and if you did, my gosh, shame on you. But if you, uh, what were you doing? I know what were you doing
5: last, last year. (laughs) Right.
1: So what is the, uh, what is the, the elevator pitch of, uh, the big rock book?
5: Sure. So I spent the 2018 tournament down there embedded in the tournament. And I really told the book from the perspective of going very deep inside one year. So I, you know, follow the characters, the, the anglers and the captains and the boat owners from that year, the ones who really, um, were on the leaderboard and, and all the drama and the drama unfolded in twenty eighteen in just a storybook kind of way that, you know, nonfiction writers love it when something unfolds like fiction and that's exactly what happened. So I got to write the book kind of each day as a chapter. But then as we used the twenty eighteen tournament for a lens, got to dive down, forgive the fishing pun, not really, and and tell all the other things from the history of the Big Rock. So the story of the citations, um Disqualification in 2010 is in there, the um, mate aboard the boat who was killed in 1997, that story is in the book, all kinds of other big rock victories and, you know, the the triumphs of victories, the agonies of defeat uh, uh, that that tournament is known for, um, the history, you know, going back to 1958 when it started. So it's all in there using 2018 as the lens. So it really was a blast to write. And I just don't, you know, some people realize people in Greenville realize more than like today I spoke to a group in Charlotte and they don't know as much, but Mm it's, it it, it has all the fine points, the ins and outs of what I think is North Carolina's, you know, most dramatic sporting event year in and year out. And it just, that story needs to be told.
1: Well, what's interesting. I was talking to someone from uh, down that way earlier today and they were talking about how, you know, it's their favorite week of the year and one of my best friends growing up, uh, Lives down there now, and he he's really gotten into it as well. As far as you know, all the other things surrounding it, and you know it, w- what's really fantastic about it is, I think it's especially with Michael Jordan there last year. I think you know it has grown as far as interest in places maybe as far west as Raleigh, now Charlotte potentially. But you know, I mm-hmm. think from the capital to the coast, this is a real captivating uh, event every year.
5: It is, and there there are boats there from Maryland, from Florida, from Georgia you know, up and down the East Coast, and and they come year after year, because it's just known as a very well-organized, high, you know, payout, a big purse Mm -hmm. tournament, and people, they love the drama of the one big marlin. You know, uh, there's a larger tournament up in Ocean City, Maryland, but it's a white marlin tournament, so the winning white marlin might be 90, 100 pounds, Right. whereas the winning blue marlin, you know, in in 2019 was 914 pounds, (laughs) so at least it's going to be 500, generally, and uh, so it's just, the whole thing is such a spectacle. It's so much fun.
1: What will you be doing down there next week?
5: I'm going to be writing articles every day. So if you want to keep up with the Big Rock day-to-day, you can go to bigrockbook.com. And on the blog there, I'm going to have daily updates. And so that'll be fun. And then I'm also going to do some book signings with some of the retailers down at the Crystal Coast that carry the book. And probably just wandering around the landing, I did bit. So if anyone sees me, say hello, and I can sign your book.
1: I'm going to make a note, uh, and I'm going to talk to our people here. Uh, it, it would it be fine with you if we linked up to the Big Rock uh, thing on our website, 94.3 The Game? Would you be fine with that?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can yeah. put the articles up, and then if something big happens and you want to talk about it, then just call me and I'll be your Oh, no, we're
1: calling you next week. You're, you're going to be our reporter yeah. uh, for a day or two next week down there. But I, I, I think it'd be cool to link up um, that blog for the week uh, to our website. So we'll do that uh, so folks can uh, keep up with what's going on there as well. Uh, hey, great to talk Instead to you.
5: Instead of a sideline reporter, I'm a dockside.
1: You're a dockside reporter. I got you. I think Henry's going to be down there. I was told too.
5: I uh, think he is too. That's yeah. what I heard. So, so I wanted to mention real quick because we yeah. said Barnes and Noble. There's three other stores in Greenville that have the book: mm. Kaufman's Stadium mm-hmm. Sports and Greenville Marine.
1: Okay, and then Bethany will be so, at give them some props. Uh, yep, it's Kaufman's uh, Stadium Sports and Stadium and, Sports. Yeah, and who else?
5: And Greenville Marine.
1: Greenville Marine. Mm-hmm. Great. And then you'll be at the, the Barnes & Noble on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, you that's can, correct. You can get an autographed copy of the Big Rock book covering all the bases, which is the new book about George Whitfield, Coaching Third, about Coach LeClaire. There's the Bones McKinney book and one other one you were going to have. Which one was it?
5: Dixie Classic. Dixie Classic. The Dixie Classic. Yeah.
1: Boy, mm-hmm. those are, that's a pretty powerful lineup there. Can you get? Will you hook someone up with a special if they want to buy a five-pack? Can you, can you uh, work out I, a deal with somebody or what?
5: We'll have to ask Dave at Barnes & Noble, but okay. I think Father's Day shopping is done. So okay. everyone just check that off your list.
1: All right, there you go. I mean, yeah, you just go and you get those five books. You got everything taken care of. Hey, uh, great to That's talk right. to you as always, Bethany. And uh, we'll we'll look forward to catching up with you next week.
5: Yes, I can't wait. Thank you so much.
1: All right, there she goes. Bethany Bradshire covering all the bases about George Whitfield, the Big Rock book, both available, as she told you, uh, Greenville Marine, uh, Kaufman's, or Stadium Sports, uh, as well as Barnes & Noble. Uh, Amazon.com as well is where you could go uh, online, wherever you're going. Uh, Kirk Kraft is going to be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, He's the track and field coach for the Pirates. ECU has a couple of individuals participating in the NCAA championships in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, We'll head telephonically there after this timeout. But first, Ben Byram with an update, including a preview of your Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Trying to stay alive. In the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, here's Ben.
2: Thanks, Patrick, from Pirate Baseball. We have start times for ECU Super Regional Series against Vanderbilt and Nashville. Game one is set for Friday at noon, game two Saturday at noon, and game three Sunday at three. Live play-by-play coverage for those games can be heard right here on your flagship station, the ECU Pirates, 94-3, the game. Meanwhile, second baseman Connor Norby and pitcher Gavin Williams have been named Golden Spike semifinalists. The Golden Spikes award is given annually to the best college baseball player in the country. And An interesting development out of college football is the college football player committee is coming up for a report of the pros and cons of the current 14 format for the playoffs. It was also reported the committee will also come up with a model for playoff expansion. In the NFL, the Green Bay Packers are signing Falcons and Cardinals inside line- linebacker Devondre Campbell. Speaking of the Packers, quarterback Aaron Rodgers is not expected to join them for mandatory mini-camp mini and will be subject to roughly around a $93,000 fine. And from the Carolina Panthers, owner David Tepper was asked about the possibility of a new stadium. His response to that, he wasn't going to build a stadium alone. The community is going to want to have it. Alluding to the fact that there would be there will have to be public community funding in order for there to be a new stadium. Tipper says there's no way they'll build a dome stadium in downtown Charlotte in a post-COVID era. From the NBA playoffs, Western Conference semifinal matchup between the Clippers and the Jazz, Utah expected to be without starting point guard Mike Conley for game one tonight because of a mild strain of his right hamstring. And from the Carolina Hurricanes, go big or go home in game five of their series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Canes currently trail the series three games to one. Wings, Vincent Trocek, and Nino Niederreiter are expected to return to the lineup while head coach Rod Brendan Moore would not answer who was starting at goalie. Puck drop is for tonight's game. And Raleigh is set for 6.30. That's going to do it for your 94th of the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Barham.
0: Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in! Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94-3 the game. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94-3 the game.
1: Stop! Have a time! Well done, Ben. The hammer for Ryan Davis, who along with fellow seniors Summer Knight will attempt to claim East Carolina Track and Field's first national titles this weekend. They're in Eugene, Oregon, competing in the NCAA Outdoor Championships. Uh, This will be at the University of Oregon. It begins tomorrow. In fact, uh, tomorrow, uh, I believe at this time, Davis will be participating in the uh, hammer throw. Uh, summer is scheduled to uh, compete in the pole vault. That'll be Thursday at 7 p.m. And of course, the top eight finishers uh, in each event earn first-team All-America honors, while the uh, next eight are named second team. So, at the very least, Pirates will have a couple of second-team uh, All-Americans potentially uh, in uh, in uh, track and field, which uh, is uh, quite an accomplishment. Uh, Kurt Kraft has uh, been a guest on this show a few times. Great friend of the show. Great American. Great guy and the longest-tenured coach at uh, ECU. Uh, he joined us live telephonically from Eugene, Oregon. Coach, how are you?
6: <laughs> Patrick, thanks thanks for having me on. Uh, I love the lead-in. I love it. There you I'll go. I you guys. Yeah, yeah, it, I loved it, man. Hammer time.
1: Hammer time. See, Coach how, Kraft got it. How
6: appropriate.
1: Coach Kraft even got it, Ben. That's how. That's how easy yeah, it was.
6: Coach Kraft got it. How appropriate.
1: Yeah. How there appropriate, you go. Patrick. Hey, congratulations, uh, not only to you, but also to Ryan and uh, Summer. We, you know, we had a chance to hear from them last week. They are uh, just two uh, dynamite individuals and uh, really, really great representatives of uh, the program and of the university. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to them and congratulations to you. How's, how's the time been out in Oregon so far?
6: Well, it's, uh, Patrick, you know, we're a three hour, uh, we're three hours difference from you guys. So, uh, we traveled out here on Sunday and it was a, a long, long day. We didn't get out here till, um, it was after midnight West coast time. Wow. Um, but well worth it. Very, very well worth it. You know, to, uh, to get to this level, to get to this meet, um, is a, a very, very special honor. And to represent East Carolina University on this stage with, uh, you know, wearing our uniform, we couldn't be proud more of these two individuals, Ryan and Summer, uh, to get to this meet. Obviously, 2020, there was no national championship because of COVID. Um, in 2019, I don't think we qualified anybody here. So the last time we were here was in 2018. And man, have things changed since 2018. The facility out here is incredible.
1: Kirk Kraft is uh, the veteran ECU uh, track and field cro- coach, also cross country. Uh, does a fabulous job. couple of Pirates competing individually. Uh, as we mentioned, Ryan Davis uh, in the uh, hammer throw, 10th nationally, school record mark of uh, nearly 71 meters. Uh, he is the uh, event champion, won that in Tampa back uh, mid-May for the American Athletic Conference, and uh, was 10th place in the NCAA East Preliminary to book his spot in Eugene. Uh, he is, uh, he's got experience before. In fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in about 10 days, I believe he'll give be you competing for a chance on the Olympic team as well. So, uh, this is an accomplished young man and a great story.
6: Well, you know, Patrick, and again, thank you for mentioning all those stats because, uh, a lot of people in the, probably the Greenville area and the Pitt County area probably don't, uh, follow our sport as much as, uh, I'd like them to. So, you know, by you, uh, Stating those stats, it's it is pretty impressive on on both on both accounts for both these individuals. But Ryan, um, you know, we got to go first things first. You know, the NCA Championships is here, as you mentioned. He competes tomorrow, uh, but then right after that, Ryan is going to continue to stay out here until the twenty first of June. Okay. So he's still got a long ways to go. Uh, the Olympic Trials, he's going to be representing us in the Olympic Trials. He throws on June eighteenth. Um, and then he advances, then he throws again on the 20th. But uh, So he's, you know, it's a two-for-one here, Patrick. He's out here for the NCAA Championships, and then he's also out here uh, representing us um, for the U.S. Trials. As you guys know, the, the summer games are in uh, Tokyo in a few short weeks.
1: That's pretty amazing uh, stuff there. Um, and then uh, summer advances to the national meet after winning a, a jump-off. Uh, Tell us a little bit about those circumstances, Coach.
6: Well, there's two regions. There's an east region and the west region, and uh, the west region was at College Station, Texas, at Texas A&M. And we are in the east region, um, and we represented uh, East Carolina at uh, Jacksonville, uh, Florida, at UNF. But uh, Summer ended up uh, having to have a jump-off with a lady from uh, Penn State. Uh, The two of them uh, both cleared for – I'm sorry, they were out at 427, and then they each got an additional jump to break that tie. So uh, Summer, you know, to the, the amount of pressure that she was under, um, as well as Ryan, but Summer had a tremendous amount of pressure on her um, to win that jump off to get to this meet. And, and Patrick, a lot of the work has already been done. And what I mean by that is uh, the regionals is, is uh, very tough to get through. And then once you get to that regional meet, this here is kind of like uh, this is kind of the, the, the gravy on the biscuit, if you will. This is kind of the reward um, for doing what you did at the regional championships because there's so much pressure at that regional meet to get to this meet. And then here it's almost like you take a deep breath and you kind of reset. Um, so Summer was uh, under a, a, lot of, a lot of pressure to compete that, uh, complete that last jump. And, and we knew she was going to do it. And uh, they both performed very, very well under pressure. And that's why these student-athletes, Patrick, are so, are so successful in life. You know, when they go through four or five years of college and they do their sport and they complete their studies and they've got tests and they've got deadlines to meet, when they get out there in that big, real, you know, uh, that, that, that real world, uh, things come pretty easy for them. So the pressure of what athletics teaches them uh, definitely sets them up for life.
1: We've got Kirk Craft with us. Uh, The Pirates have had at least one track and field athlete qualify for the NCAA Outdoor Championships in eight of the last ten years. Two this year. Uh, Tomorrow, Ryan Davis in the hammer throw the senior and then uh, senior summer night on uh, Thursday in the uh, pole vault. Now, the times I see listed here, Coach, say 5.30 p.m. for Ryan tomorrow and 7 p.m. for uh, summer on Thursday. Is that uh, Greenville time or is that local time where you are?
6: Uh, Patrick, you have hit. Uh, you've you've done your homework. I'm impressed. Um, you get an A plus for today. Ryan throws at 2:30 um, West Coast time, okay. which is 5:30 East Coast time. That is tomorrow. And then, as you just stated, uh, summer jumps at uh, four o'clock West Coast time, um, which is seven o'clock back there on Thursday. So uh, they'll be able to f- watch this stuff live. I think it's going to be streamed on probably ESPN three, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that uh, the fans and anybody that wants to follow these two will be able to do that uh, through the ESPN platform, I believe. Coach, it's certainly been
1: a challenging year for everybody involved because of uh, COVID, and I think your indoor season was impacted uh, greatly. Uh, But being able to come out and and, uh, have the type of outdoor season you've had and uh, have a couple of kids qualify individually for the NCAAs certainly I think speaks to the culture of your program.
6: Oh, thank you, Patrick. It's uh, like I said. It's uh, it's been a strange year for everybody in athletics, not just only us at East Carolina, but it's been a obviously a challenging year across the country for for athletics. But to uh, you know finally get a chance to compete after um, sitting out last year, and then obviously as you just mentioned, we didn't have an indoor um, season, uh, so to speak. We had a couple kids that competed, but for uh, by and large, we did not have an indoor season for the entire team. And then we got into the outdoor season, and um, that was even shortened up in a lot of ways. We went to A&T. That meet was rained out. We didn't get a chance to go to one of the University of South Carolina meets because of COVID. We had four uh, positives and, I think, eight close contacts, so we missed a meet there. So for all intents and purposes, we only really had two outdoor uh, track and field meets the, the entire year um, You know, to get prepared for the conference and to get prepared for the regional. So me, like others um, across the coaching circles, is uh, waiting for things to go back to normal next fall, get this behind us, and um, you know get back to a normal year. But I am so excited, patrick. it's just it's an honor again to represent these individuals as the head coach of the program and to see all their hard work pay off here. And I will tell you this, you know you don't want to rest on your laurels now that we're here want to do something. Obviously, you mentioned at the top of the show there, at the top of our interview, that uh, top eight is first-team All-American, and I think nine through 16 is second-team All-American, and then I think 17 through 24 is honorable mention, because there's 24 kids uh, here at the meet in each event. So if you're one of the 24 that are here, that's a pretty special deal. You could say you're one of the top 24 kids in the United States of America in Division One track and field.
1: Yeah, pretty good stuff. Hey, Coach, uh, best of luck uh, to Ryan and to Summer and to you and your staff there, and uh, let's uh, let's hope we have uh, some Pirates in the uh, top eight, if not earning that first-ever championship. Thanks for the time.
6: Oh, and I appreciate everything you do for us, Patrick. Thank you for your uh, your support and for everything you do for, uh, for Pirate Athletics as well.
1: Thank you, man. Take care. All righty, buddy. There he goes, Kirk Kraft, out in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Thanks to him. We'll have a couple Cliff Godwin bites on the other side.
0: Every Monday during the NFL season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P-Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday right here on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station for the ECU Pirates. And now... stunning conclusion of the show it's the p-man here on 94.3 the game
1: the one and only ben byram has been slaving over a hot editing machine and he's got uh cliff godwin cuts from a little bit ago coach talking about
2: the matchup against vandy what do you got ben we got just that gave his personal assessment of what he thinks about vanderbilt
3: They wouldn't be where they are today if they weren't a complete team. So um, I guess we'll have to, you know, see in person how really good they are. But they're they're good. I mean, look, I've watched them on TV um, a few times. Not that I was bearing down on them because you never know who you're going to be matched up with down the road. So um, I'll start diving into them more tomorrow. Um, But as usual, we're going to worry about ourselves more than we worry about our opponent just because we want to go in and, Play our best baseball. That's the key.
2: Coach talked talked about heading to this series as heavy underdogs against the defending champs.
3: Well, I mean, I, I don't think anybody gives us a snowball's chance in hell to win the <laughs> Super Regional. So um, we're going to go out there and compete, see what happens. But, yes, Gavin will pitch either game one or game two. He will pitch one of those two games.
2: Then he talked a little more about that ace, Gavin Williams.
3: Well, there's no secret if Gavin Williams was not our Friday night starter, we would not be sitting where we are today. I mean, what he has done for us and solidifying the Friday night role. He's as good of an ace as we've ever had here. I mean, going back to 19 when we had Jake Agnos and and Jake had, had logged more innings up until that point, up until this point, but... Gavin Williams has been special. I mean, every time he's gone out there, he's given us an opportunity to win. Even last weekend, when he didn't have his best stuff, he's given us a chance to win against some really good opponents, and he's held his own. So, want him to go out there and be himself this weekend.
1: We'll see uh, who the Pirates will start. Thanks, Ben. Great job there. Uh, ECU and Vandy set for noon on Friday. We'll have the Patrick Johnson show immediately following. Uh, thanks to Coach Kraft, Kurt Kraft, for being on with us today. ECU's. Ryan Davis throws tomorrow during the show. We'll try to bring you updates. And uh, thanks to Bethany Bradshaw for uh, appearing with us today. She'll be at the Big Rock next week. Ben, as always. And we'll catch you on the hump day edition tomorrow of the Patrick Johnson Show.